0: Welcome to episode 108 of the Finger Guns Podcast. How are you doing? My name's Roscoe. I am joined this week by Toby Anderson. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm good.
1: I'm feeling a lot better than last time because yeah. uh, my teeth don't hurt anymore. Hooray. Hooray. I had, a, if, if anyone remembers, I had uh, two wisdom teeth out last week and um, this week I'm getting to the point where I don't have to take the painkillers and everything's okay and my gums are healing, so I'm happy.
0: Excellent. Well, you're not happy, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Well,
1: I've got other reasons not to be
0: happy, but my teeth aren't one of them. I've got other reasons not to be happy, but my teeth aren't one of them. <laughs> that's your quote. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I would love his tape, anyway. <laughs> um, and of course, Mr. Sean Davies.
2: Hi. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thank you very much. Good day, mate. I'm very Aussie, awesome oh, Yeah. Good eye, mate. Put on the shrimp on the Barbie, and oh, that's a fucking terrible accent. That's a Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Australian, <laughs> put another shrimp on the Barbie. I have to practice for like half an hour if I'm ever going to do an accent, because then it, it all just comes apart. Very you know great. what that
0: sounded like? It sounded like you doing Greg Miller's impression of a Brit.
2: Oh, you just mentioned me and Greg Miller in the, the same sentence, and now we're not going to get on for this entire podcast. Compared you
0: unfavourably oh, as well. <laughs> yeah. How are you? You're right. Yeah, man, I'm really good. Yeah, had a uh, had a fun week full of games and goodness. Excellent. um i watched uh, eurovision that was a laugh it was, deeply deeply entertaining as ever uh yeah england got nothing the uk got nothing did you did you suspect the guy of uh snorting cocaine at one point <laughs> i did see that uh no <laughs> his head wasn't close enough to the table that, I think uh, that it looked really out.
1: really suspicious but at the same time like
0: yeah i don't know yeah. <laughs> definitely did but uh yeah i think he's i think it's all right and well done italy for winning because they were that song was kick-ass. Um, and also watched Army of the Dead. Um, Zack Snyder's new one on Netflix. <sighs> I had a blast. I turned my brain off and had a really fun time with that movie.
2: Um, what's your beef with it, Sean? I've had enough of Zack Snyder's directing style now, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, ca- I can't be doing with the whole slow motion, slightly out of focus stuff that he does. I like action scenes to have action, not slow motion. Like, there is one point in the film that feels like um, it's part of a rap music video. And I just feel like for a zombie film, that isn't the vibe I should be getting.
0: I don't... See, I don't see it as a zombie film. I see it as a heist movie. It just happens to have zombies in it. Very similar to Shaun of the Dead as a romantic comedy with
2: zombies. Yeah, but it still is no. I'll be honest with you. I, I I turned it off three times. I couldn't get through it. I found it. <laughs> I just didn't did not get on with this film at all. I know I'm in the minority, um, but I'm just done with Zack Snyder. I think I'm just better off just not watching his films anymore. I just find them really difficult to get through. Have you watched Justice League yet? No, and I will not.
1: I had to get through that <laughs> in about five settings as well.
2: I, I do. I don't have time in my life for Zack Snyder shit anymore. Like, if stop with the slow mo, speed everything up, and halve the time you film, please. Well I, well, I
0: enjoyed it. I thought
2: it was
1: I, I agree. And I know. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm I'm probably going to feel the same.
2: It's it's fine if you like. I I understand why people enjoy it because it's got all the hallmarks of a good film. But I just mm. this, this is my personal opinion. I just wish that Zack Snyder would rein his shit in. <laughs> that's yeah, there that, that's fair.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of depth of field. And there's a lot of
2: all the like, depth of field.
0: It's like deep. Oh. Oh, so this character's talking now. Okay. And then that that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Um there's a lot of deep emotional stuff just before something calamitous. Um but it's just it's just fun. I had a really good time. I laughed all the way through it. I really enjoyed it. It's not fucking Shakespeare. It was never gonna be, but it was it was a zombie heist movie in Las Vegas, and that's exactly what it is. And it's fine. It's fine. Don't listen to Sean, it's fine. But, okay. so yeah, but yeah, just wear just wear glasses because it's it's easier to see the screen that way. Uh, right then, let's get on to game of the week. Toby Anderson, perchance, what is your game of the week? Do you really want to start with me? <laughs> yeah, I really do. I really do. Let's fucking go.
1: Uh okay. So Biomutant is my game of the week. <laughs> yeah, we can say, oh, but it's also the game that's getting murdered right now on Metacritic. Um, so I had the pleasure of Biomutant for the last three weeks um, and I was well psyched, wasn't I, for Biomutant? I asked for it multiple times over at Fingerguns HQ. Yes,
0: we had to tell Toby to stop asking for it.
1: Yeah, I, keep, I kept forgetting I'd asked for it. Um, so it, it looks like the furry RPG of my dreams, um, but there are so, so many problems with that game that it becomes an absolute trudge to play. And I'll try and give you like the five minute version of a very long review that you can read on uh, fingerguns.net, um, which I go through it through this in great detail um, and it is a, a fun entertaining read I'm sure, but um, this will be the really short version. So um, humans have poisoned the planet so much that everyone's died out and into this post-apocalyptic post world, um, the rodents have evolved into intelligent creatures with civilizations um, and lots of Kung Fu, right? And the world is under threat from big, really even more mutated monsters that are eating the roots of the tree of life and threatening everything. That's your premise. However, that's pretty much where the plot then stops. Okay, it's just a premise. The plot is a series of side quests and uh, base, you know, um, heists and, 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 and Far Cry like things where you break into bases and loads and loads and loads of NPCs and loads of item collecting that really has no point to it whatsoever. Um, Biomutant sets up this great premise and then a hell of a lot of really boring things to do in it. Um, and, and this amazing world, but there's nothing there. It's, it's, it's the epitome of empty open world. Even things that are labeled as main quests feel like side quests and yeah, it just it just it starts to rub you up the wrong way very, very quickly. So it's just a -a collectathon basically. There's there's entire areas where you go through collecting loot boxes and then you get a sort of ping. You've completed the area and all you've done is open a bunch of boxes in that area and every single item you pick up is vastly lower level than what you are. And so you say you're level 20 and you're going through an area that's level 20 enemies. But all of the items you pick up are level 10. And you're like, well, what's the point of this? I'm not going to use it. I'm never going to pick this up. I'm never going to wear it. It's just all wrongly balanced, every single thing. Um, it was full of bugs. So on Xbox One, I had um, eight or nine crashes in the 30 or so hours that I played um, that would throw me right back to the um, Xbox dashboard. Just completely game-stopping bugs. Um I had a bug where everything green, all of the green grass of Biomutant turned red. Um, so it looked like the land, like the entire land had turned to a hellscape, um, which is kind of fun. And loads of invisible walls and, and glitches like that. The that was a really fun one that I, a really fun issue that um i've seen pointed out in a number of other reviews um the, where you have to like unite all the tribes all these little rodent tribes and the six of these tribes and um, but it's not fun sort of stealth or action thing that you might do in far cry you know when you take over a base and then you get the tribe of that base and then everyone joins you and such it was just the same thing and exactly the same base every single time so it's a cookie cutter version of the same base with all the boxes in the same place all of the I, um objectives in exactly the same place every single time and then once you've done two of them the game gives you this weird choice it gives you a really little binary choice and says would you like to skip the rest of the other three tribes and all of the other bases and all this content in the game would you like to skip it by that point you're going yes anything please let me skip anything else that has that i have to do in this game just to get towards the end, um, and I've never been offered a choice like that in a game before, I've never been offered a choice where the developers have gone, Do you know what, this is really boring, let's give someone the opportunity to skip. Um, two more sort of quick things, uh, combat is not going to be what you think it is, um, if you're looking at those trailers and thinking that looks like Devil May Cry, cool comic book words popping up and, you know, a mix of guns and swords and things yes it is that but it's also floaty there's terrible hit rate uh, sort of hit rates on um you know and hit boxes on the enemies there's no lock on command and in a game these days that revolves around that it's just incredible mission to have no lock on um and the, the entire thing's just yeah just not much fun to play um in terms of combat it's also loses all the personality that it looks like it has on the trailers by having not a single npc or character or anything voiced themselves they're all voiced by this uh single narrator right so he's completely constant all the way through the game over the top repetitive narration from beginning to end and i'm not over exaggerating every single character is translated into this sort of gruff stephen fry voice it makes everything mold into this boring lump of personality-less stuff and yeah you just lose all the will to play it you lose all will to carry on playing after about 10, 10 hours so yeah i'm glad it exists it looked like an amazing idea at the beginning but the actual polish or lack of polish rather superfluous systems and just collectathon of useless items thousands of useless items uh sadly Biomutant mutant is not what it should have been
0: Ah oh, so I'm sorry to hear that That's
1: my five minute review. I oh gave no. it a six, didn't I I gave it a six, but there are fives and fours out there that I wouldn't argue with.
0: Yeah, I thought six was a bit generous. I think I heard.
1: think in the end it may have been, but it was it was as low as I wanted to go because I loved certain bits. Mm. you know I, I love the character creator. I'll give it that. There was a beautiful character creator where you could morph creatures out of all the different stats you gave them. They literally morphed and their ears grew and their tails grew and things like that, which is wonderful. Um, It's a beautiful world. I don't think the graphics were actually anything to really sneer at at all. But it's just, yeah, just all the other parts that make a game fun were missing.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, a big uh, shout out to all the fans of Biomusant on the internet. Yeah. you're aggressively Sorry, defending this game that they haven't played yet
1: <laughs> I'm just waiting for everyone to get 10 or so hours in and go
0: oh yeah <laughs> this
1: yeah. is really boring
0: <laughs> Toby was right, my god
1: well that's always the way
0: has there been a patch yet? is there a, a day one patch or is it not uh, I've yet? not seen
1: a patch download um, on Xbox One yet um, okay. I'll keep an eye out for it but no, not, not so far as, I'm, as I know
0: cool, I'm sure it's just around the corner then. if the launch isn't too far away Oh well, that's a shame. That's Byron. It immunity. is.
1: It's not going to get on my game of the year lists, even though when I started the year, I would have been like, "Yeah, buy, yeah, buy that's immunity. one to that's one to mark off, possible."
2: Mm-hmm. Nah. Did you did you guys happen to see the reset era review thread? No,
0: nope. what the was in it?
2: Means. So so they have these review threads. They they basically open it up before all the reviews drop, just before the embargo, and people make predictions. And everyone was like, "I'm gonna guess 78, but maybe mid 80s." And then the reviews started to drop, and people were like, "Whoa, a four out of ten, a five out of ten, six out of 10. and people were like, "Distraught." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, "What what happened to this game that we were all gonna guarantee was gonna be good?" And uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of sad faces in that thread. Rest it's the thing piece. where
1: you sort of you sort of want it to be good because it's so it's such a unique IP. But it's it just wasn't. It could have been could have been half the size and got rid of some of those superfluous systems, and it could have been a lot better.
2: The thing is, people really want that open world, don't they? You know, you, you look at certain certain game genres just simply sell better than others, and you, you stick open world on it mm. on and on a character creator, and you're almost guaranteed a certain number of sales.
1: Well, it has that Ubisoft feel. You know, you are just going around, you know, get, capturing areas and doing collectathons, it is that Ubisoft mindset to
2: it. And the thing is that there are there are people out there I, obviously there are a couple of nine out of ten reviews out there for for Biomutant for people who are probably like me and just love a Ubisoft game and just love opening a map and going fine the next hour is just me ticking things off this map and that's okay but even
1: even in a really bad Ubisoft game you have a great story usually they have good stories a lot of the time yeah and this has nothing Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame, 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 <laughs> shame. <laughs> Get out of here! Well, you'll be covered in your fur. It's fine.
2: That's okay.
0: Uh, well, there we go. Uh, you can read Toby's full review of *By right now on Finger um, Yeah, be sure to do that. It's uh, it's it, it's long and very enjoyable, much like Toby himself. Uh, Sean, your game of the
2: week. How am I supposed to follow <laughs> to, to, to follow that? Uh, my game of the week is called Love, a Puzzle Box Filled with Stories. Of course it is. Which is currently out on PC, but is launching on Steam... Oh, sorry, on, on Switch today, if you're listening to this podcast, the date goes up. It is a very interesting game about a single apartment block. And this apartment block is split down the middle... Uh, and half of it is set in the past and half of it is set in the present. In the past, it's all black and white with red accents. And in the present, it's in full colour. The aim of the game is to try and capture on film using this kind of camera little function where you click on a particular rooms at a particular time, uh, landmark moments in people's lives. The trick is that you can basically turn and rotate each floor of this apartment block so that you can send people back and forward in time. Um, and the idea is that you find people who um, are in a partic- particular junction in their life and you influence that. So for example, in one si- situation, you you knock a picture out of a window and use a fan on the floor below, should you have rotated the building in the correct way and uh, then that picture will blow over to the present day time and fall at the feet of somebody who then will get a picture from the past. It's a very cool puzzle game. It's got lots of little stories, not all of them land um, because there's no there's no voice acting, there's no text, there's no actual narrative that's like explained to you. It's all done through these low poly um, models and their animations. They've barely got facial expressions; these these little poly models. So, some of them, something will happen in a room. People will be gesticulating wildly with their hands, and you'll come away going, "Huh? I just don't know what happened there." Um, so, some of the stories just aren't as powerful as others. But there are there are some that, which are very cool. Where you've got, for example, this this one where a a a bloke is che- cheating on, on his I think it's his girlfriend, and. It's your job to guide this girlfriend to to see him cheating on her and basically catching him in in the act. In order to do that, you've got to find a key in another apartment, turn on electricity, take over a CCTV camera, get a dog to bark at the bloke who's hiding behind a fence with his new girlfriend so that they move over to a bench Rotate the building so that the woman is now above the bench, open the window, which will draw her, her to the window, and then she will see them cheating. It's such a massive, like, intricate weaving of mechanics and story. And uh, there's going to be a review on the website, hopefully tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I've had a good time with Love, a box, a puzzle box full of stories, I think it's called. But I'm just, call, I'm just calling it Love.
0: Love. You love love.
2: It's, um, I'm going to give it a decent score, but it's not going to get a perfect one. Okay. Uh, the Nintendo Switch version is, is less visually impressive than the PC version, and the PC version wasn't exactly knocking your retinas off. Malcolm. So, um, yeah, what was your game of the week? Cool. It sounds like Untitled Goose Game. It it, it it looks a lot like Untitled Goose Game, but it's, hmm. it's, um, it's a lot more intricate, as in, it's and, and a lot less mischievous. Yeah. Um. This, it's supposed to be feel good. <laughs> ah. um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that little bit you just described sound like that American TV show Cheat. You know when you get you'd get a candid camera group out to try and find you know check find your uh, lover yeah. with another partner. It literally sounds like you're sort of doing that.
2: <laughs> it, it, that that whole story ends in like this really kind of touching moments where so this guy in the past has got like a Mohican and you know he's he's like he's he's all with the ladies. And then in the future, he's busking outside the um, the apartment block while his ex lover is like down the street with her dog, and it does progress from there. But it's like, as a as a self contained story, it's like, oh, okay, um, she seems okay. He does not seem okay. He kind of got his comeuppance in this situation. Um, but there's lots of very nice, touching like, little,
1: little vignettes of life and things.
2: Yeah, they're all like little dioramas of things that are going yeah. on in, in each apartment. And every time you solve one, you get you get more dioramas to solve. So in in one, you see like a couple break up, but then you, if you spit it round to the, the present, um, like the two couples will swap swapped partners and things like that. It's 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 like a very cool game that's that's um, very different, just unlike anything I've played for a very long time. I don't think I've ever played a, a game that's like basically a puzzle box that you, like a Rubik's Cube basically in your hand in, your, in the Switch. It's it's very weird.
0: Cool. That sounds interesting.
2: What's your game of the week? Uh
0: My game of the week is uh, it's uh Legacy Larry. Wet dreams. Try twice. Get out of it. Yeah. I was going to talk about King of Seas, but my review is up right now on thinkingyons.net, so go and check it out. It's a very, very cool top-down, very chill pirate adventure. It's a good laugh. Go and check it out. Um, it's available today if you're listening to this on Tuesday 25th on everything, I think. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. But I've got to talk about Legacy Larry because the code arrived this morning, the day we're recording this on Monday, and I got it installed. Um playing it from about 10 a.m. to about 4 or 5 p.m., and I'm basically done now. I couldn't put it down, Sean. I'm a little worried that I'm really like this game. Which
2: is, th- this isn't the same Leisure Sweet Larry that I played as a kid, though, is it? Fuck no, no. This is
0: this is <laughs> this is the very the whole point of this game is to educate Larry on the 21st century. Essentially, um, he has a AI friend called Pi on his Pi phone, um, who teaches him how to be respectful and be appreciative of mental health and gender and women and neurodiversity, and it, kind of, it just kind of sells on like that, and it's a point-and-click adventure, very similar to, say, Monkey Island, but it's legacy it Larry, and it's weirdly
2: hypnotic. I'm not entirely sure how it happens. <laughs> See, my, my whole concern with this, so when I heard that this was like they, they were trying to make Legislative Larry woke. I I had a genuine concern that it was like all in fun, like it was poking fun at everything. Mm. Is that not the way it
0: is? No, no, no. They're they're bashing it around Larry's head. Um, he, okay. There's one scene where he, he discovers a, uh, he has a camera on his phone, and the first thing he does is take a dick pic.
2: <laughs> For fuck's sake.
0: Okay. Um, and so he goes off screen. You can just hear the phone clicking about 30 times. And um, you can hear the AI in the phone going, oh, god, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, those little bits are there. And he's definitely still kind of, he's still very misogynistic, but he's in love and he's lost the love of his life. And he wants to, uh, he wants to, to save her after the climatic events of the original Legacy Larry version of this game, which I can't remember the name of right now. But um, yeah, he's, he's looking for the love of his life and he's, he, he's learning and educating himself along the way how to be a better man and a better human being. Wow. Okay. And yeah, I wasn't expecting this. Um, it's been out on Steam for a long time now. It's already out on consoles. We got the, the code a little late. So if you want to go and check out Legislative Larry being all woke in 21st century, um, then go and check it out. But yeah, my review should be up in the next couple of days. I am really am nearly done with this thing.
2: So Whew. It's going to be interesting. Here's a question for you. So strange. Okay. <laughs> Does it have a platinum trophy?
0: Does it have a platinum trophy? You know what? I haven't checked out the trophies. I'll find out for you during the extension of the podcast, and I will let you know. Thank you. Because if it has a plat, you're going to jump in.
2: Well, if it could take you like a day to, to play, it, I think it's if I can get it, you know, a platinum in a day for Leisure Suite Larry... Um, because I have I have a platinum trophy on the last Legendary of Larry game that came out PS3, um, mm. which, which was fucking awful.
1: I feel like getting the platinum on this is a massive anti-climax.
0: <laughs> hey! <laughs> I mean, it's not... Thank you,
2: Toby. <laughs>
0: it's not a great game. <laughs> you know, it's not amazing, um, but it's probably worth it if you want to grab a platinum. God damn, this game is annoying me because I'm kind of enjoying it. Right, it's now time. For the fastest finger quiz. And it's between me and Toby once again. So let's see what happens and how many we cannot score.
2: I think you're going to do well this quiz. Um, yes, welcome to the quiz. Um, I'm going to have a confession. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a proper, really interesting quiz, but that one will happen next time because it sat in my emails at work and I forgot to click send. So <laughs> I spent half an hour before this podcast began recording... Writing a new one, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, let's hear okay. your buzzers, uh, Ross. What's your buzzer sounds this week? Um,
0: sorry, I'm sticking with um, sticking with tried and tested. Okay. Wow. Not. Ooh, Amy. That wasn't very loud, was it?
2: Wow. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, Toby.
0: Ooh, oh nice. Nice.
2: Nice. Um now if you could press them together. Uh, uh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. He's got his lightsaber out and he's very impressed by it. Sonic is very Shit. impressed by the lightsaber. <laughs> <Sorry. hour.
1: laughs> got an advert at that time.
2: <laughs> uh. Have you not downloaded a free audiobook? Okay. Question one. Which Hollywood actor starred as Jonathan Irons in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? Wow! Ross. Kevin Spacey.
0: Correct. Are we, are we bringing up that, that man's name? He's back in films
2: now. That doesn't make it okay, Sean. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but he, he is part of, you know, gaming history and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't he supposedly
1: in a film where he plays someone like a sex abuse therapist? He plays a sex abuse investigator.
2: Oh my God. I I didn't even believe if the story
1: was true when I read it. I was like, read
2: the fucking room, man. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Uh, Question two. It was all method acting, that's all it was. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question two. Uh, Which video game series is synonymous with this line? Stay a while and listen. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) No guesses. No. Wow. Ross? Fallout. No. Wow. Ross. Son of the Hedgehog. No. (laughs) Wow. Ross. The Sims. No. (laughs) Okay, the answer. Oh, Toby. Animal Crossing no okay wow. the, no no
0: <laughs> you only get right. one chance man
2: the answer is diablo
0: oh <laughs> uh, i'm not a nerd i do not play that nerdy nerdy crap nerd game. nerds nerd of nerds
2: he says the guy that just said he completed the latest Larry game in a day <laughs> fucking hell okay hey man i'm a hardcore gamer okay <laughs> okay question three call mcgrath Abigail Walker and Delson Rowe are characters from which video game series? Holy shit! Fuck.
0: I know this. I can, re- yeah, I
1: recognise one of them.
2: Question three: Cole McGrath, Abigail Walker, and Delson Rowe are characters from which video Toby. Infamous. Correct.
1: Yes. Wow. I needed the extra time.
2: Infamous. What I mean. This is why. So I'm not <laughs> good at finger-
1: fastest fingers.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, question. F- <laughs> Toby's the worst player of fastest finger quizzes ever. I know. I need an extra two or three seconds to work it out.
2: Okay, question four. Excluding thumbs, how many fingers does Mario have? Wow. Toby? Three. What? (laughs) No. Wow. Ross? Six. Incorrect. Does he have four fingers fingers on each? He's got four fingers on each hand. Oh, man. (laughs) Trick question. Yes, I know. It was like one of those things that I, you know. Anyway, um, moving on. It's almost as bad as you're bringing up Kevin Spacey. It's getting worse, this quiz (laughs) (laughs) Question five. Nasty Nork, Hector, and Ripto are all villains from which video game series? Wow. Ross? Streets of Rage. Incorrect. What was I thinking of
0: then? I don't know. Toby? Mm. <laughs> Bass's finger first quiz, Toby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thing is, when it's you two, you can just let Ross go right first and get it wrong, and then just sit there thinking about it. <laughs> just think about it
1: for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to push you, Toby. Uh, no, I don't know.
2: It was Barrow the Dragon.
1: Oh, Cat's going to kill us. I was thinking of Crash Bandicoot. I suppose that's why. But then I thought it's not. They're not right for Crash.
2: Sorry, Cat. Okay, question six. In the Sonic the Hedgehog series, What type of animal is Shadow? Wow. Ross? It's a hedgehog. It's correct. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> How dare you. How dare you, Sean. Uh, question 7. High Moon Studios, Raven Software and Toys for Bob are all studios owned by which game wow. publisher? Ross? Activision. Correct. Okay. Question 8. All Mother Mount, Devil's Thirst wow. and sh- Ross,
0: Horizon Zero Dawn. Correct. Locations in Horizon Zero Dawn.
2: Well done. Yeah. Read my mind and everything. Okay. Suck it, Toby. Yeah. All
0: right.
2: Question. Question nine. <laughs> question nine. Which game holds the record for being the highest-grossing arcade game? Toby, Street Fighter Two. Incorrect. Ross, Wow. Pac Man. Correct. Yeah. Okay, including games that were bundled with the console, what was the high selling game on the Sega Mega Drive? Wow! Ross? Uh, columns? Incorrect. <laughs> what did I say columns? I don't know. Uh, Toby? Sonic 2. Oh, man! No, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. One, yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, okay. Columns
0: what the fuck i don't know
2: (laughs) question 11 this catchphrase is synonymous with which video game series nothing is true everything is ross assassin's creed correct Uh, question 12 which wwe wrestler appeared alongside bill gates at the reveal event for the original ross dwayne the rock johnson Correct. See, you I, mean, I would it. have got that right I, don't know.
1: <laughs> I was like which wrestler do I know <laughs> It would have been Dwayne Rock Johnson or Stone Cold Steve Austin That's the only ones I know
2: You're 50-50 man <laughs> Just the fact that as soon as I went WWE Ross was like oh and then the rest of the question Oh no, no, no I don't know it's a good feeling and Anyway Question 13 On the standard Xbox One controller What colour is the letter on the Y wow. button? Wow yeah.
0: You know what? I didn't let you finish the question, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the answer. Maybe? Uh yellow.
2: Correct. Well done. I didn't I didn't hear the written. Yeah, it sucks to be you. Oh, damn. <laughs> Toby with the shade tonight. Question 14. What is the first playable game to require the use of the dual analog dual shock controller? Toby? Ape Escape. Correct. Yeah. And question fifteen, the final question, because I can only write fifteen before the. Oh damn it! There's not enough for me to come this back. (laughs) Question fifteen: What is Resident Evil called in Japan? Wow! Ross, Biohazard. Correct.
0: Uh, I'm not going to (laughs) bother. Does that mean that Resident Evil Seven is called Biohazard? Biohazard. Yep. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I don't know if it is
1: actually. Um,
2: That's that's the quiz. Uh, I'm not going to bother counting the scores because I think it was obviously a winner, and that was Greg. Well done, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done, Ross.
0: Thank you very much. It's kind of funny that um, we've uh, Andy kicked our ass, Greg kicked our ass, and so we've kicked them both off the quiz and off the podcast,
2: so, <laughs> so that you can uh, win. Just Toby,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> me and Toby, one man quiz. We're we'll gonna yeah. right.
1: <laughs> we should have teamed up this week.
0: Yeah, we should have. We would have guaranteed a win against the quizmaster, who has all the answers in front of him.
1: Yeah, there's a problem to that. I get yeah, it. Yeah, but... yeah,
0: yeah, we, have, we, we would have had to sort that out beforehand, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry. <laughs> All right. I haven't won a quiz in bloody ages. That feels really good. Oh, happy days. Right then, let's move on to two. Have I Got Barrels for You? Well, we'll go through the news of the past week, including today, and we'll uh, try and get a little idea of what the hell's going on this week. There's not a huge amount to go into, but I have found some stories that are worth talking about, which I'm going to give out to the crew, and see if we can make sense of it all. So, first up, um, which developer is making a new Final Fantasy game? Hideo Kojima. Not Hideo Kojima. Toys for Bob. Not Toys for Bob.
1: <laughs> uh, is this the rumour that it might be Team Ninja?
0: Team Ninja, indeed. The creators of Neo, um are apparently working on an action-focused Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC, called Final Fantasy Origins. Um, There was little rumor going around on Reddit and Reset Era, um, and Imran Khan, uh, the former uh, gaming, Informer journalist, has now lent further credence to the rumors, citing sources able to corroborate the news in a story on Fanbyte. So there's not a lot to go on right now. Of course, it hasn't been confirmed yet by Square Enix. There was, of of course, talk that Square Enix... E3 stuff has leaked. We don't know anything about that. None of it has officially came out to Twitter, at least uh, yet. So there's not much to go on. But Final Fantasy Origins is said to take place somewhere in or adjacent to the world of the first Final Fantasy game on the NES and will slot into the action subgenre occupied by the likes of Team Ninja's own Neo games and From Software soul series, albeit with a more accessible focus to appeal to a wider audience, according to Khan's sources. So, Toby Anderson, would you be up for a Souls like Final Fantasy game? Absolutely. Um,
1: one of the problems with a lot of the Souls likes and Souls games from from software, uh, from from software, um, are that they don't have you know all that engaging plots. They have lots and lots of lore and loads of world building, but they don't really have much in the way of a plot. Um, so I think bringing in like a you know proper Final Fantasy style um, plot to something like that would be would be great. Um, gives you more and more reason to to keep going through the really difficult bosses. Um, and I can see it being part of final fantasy, you know, the original final fantasy one, um, you know, with Garland as your, as your main boss at the end, there were, there would you know presumably be a sort of a pretty easy way to convert that into a medieval setting, big castles and such to creep around. And it, it could be very um, from software styled. And I, I also think that, you know, final fantasy seven remake and final fantasy 16, you know, um, and even final fantasy 15, you know, that, that, The the combat is moving further and further away from a turn-based model, further and further towards action and such. And it's just a natural progression that one of them might go towards, you know, some really deep, hard combat like that. You know, actually much more from software styled. So yeah, I think it sounds like a great idea if it happens, Um, and if it is like they're saying it is, I'm I'm well up
0: for it. Awesome. Yeah, it does sound like an intriguing, uh, intriguing idea, and it's nice that Team Ninja have got behind it because they seem like the right people to take it on. Um, Sean, what do you think?
2: Um, I think this is probably going to be real at this point. There's a lot of smoke, um, so there's probably fire. And we kind of know that there's there's a leak out there that's pretty much the entirety of Square Enix presentation. Um, so this, the likelihood is this, this is real. I'm I'm waiting. So I'm going to try and stay away from all of these leaks because there are people that have put weeks, maybe months of their life into making this presentation. And uh, I don't really want to see it without, you know, I, I should. I'm a games journalist or journalist, as somebody called me on the internet the other day. Um, and uh, I probably should go and seek these things out, but I genuinely don't want to because I want to see it with the best of people. I'm kind of... I'm holding my breath on this because I got burned before by, you know, Metal Gear, Revengeance, or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, when, you, oh, yeah. when you get an established series and you, you kind of spin it off, sometimes it can go wrong. Um, yeah, um, I
1: really hope that doesn't happen.
2: Well, th- this is the thing, is you know, it, it's, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I, I don't think I disliked it as much as you did, Toby, to be fair. Um,
1: <laughs> Didn't we mention this a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Just but it really was, did not get along with Revengeance. <laughs> it
2: just it just wasn't it just wasn't as good as um the rest of the series. Now um and it, uh, the way that Souls like things have been like for example uh Darksiders three. So I really, really enjoyed Darksiders one and two, and then Darksiders three came along and they tried to do the whole Soul, souls bones combat within that kind of a uh, a world and it just didn't work out as well. It was still reasonably good but it just didn't work out as well so I'm I'm holding my breath on it I'll obviously give it a chance because it's square and it's final Fantasy and I'm all, all about that but I just want to you know just wait until I see it before I'm I'm all guns are blazing on it because the way the internet is right now everyone's just screaming it's the next Elden Souls and we haven't even seen Elden Souls yet <laughs> uh,
0: that's uh, Elden Ring. I love Elden oh, Souls. Sorry, yeah <laughs> Elden Ring.
2: Sorry yeah <laughs>
0: oh interesting I mean yeah it's it's kind of uh, it's not something I personally would get into but I think it, a Final Fantasy Souls-like thing would be massive so maybe
1: yeah, that'll think... be your you know gateway drug into Souls games
2: just maybe. like
0: Code Vein was for me
2: yeah oh, this is it it'll be played Sekiro in six months just you wait mm.
0: <laughs> which we'll get in the week Ross uh, well Sekiro I don't know if you've ever heard of it <laughs> platinumed it but, yeah platinumed <laughs> it and now I've uh, just finished off Dark Souls 3 yeah, no. I tried with Bloodborne, and I did get I did get a fair way into Bloodborne, but um, something came out, and I put it down. I can't remember what.
2: Did, did I ever tell you about Ross's uh, little flit with Bloodborne on the EGX show floor? Oh, Jesus, he <laughs> <laughs> had to queue up for quite a while to go and play Bloodborne at EGX one year, a GTX res, and uh, I think he was at the booth for a good thirty odd seconds before the <laughs> controller was down. I went, yeah, that's not for me, and just walked away. <laughs>
0: There was too many girls watching me play. It was. It was very. <laughs> A to perform <laughs> behind <Yeah>. the rope. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very.
1: Leisure suit Larry never has that problem.
0: No. Nah. it was very pretty. They look, They 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 brought like proper Sony OLED TVs to show it off them, and uh, yeah. I, I wasn't worthy of it. To be honest, <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe it. But yeah, now I'm in the comfort of my own home. It was it was a lot more relaxed. So it was nicer that way. But yeah, I still haven't come back to it. And it's probably too late now. So we'll see. Uh, right, next one. Who is making a new time splitters game? Mario. Uh not Mario, no. Now
2: now can we call them Free Radical? Is, um, this, is this what we're supposed to call them now?
0: Uh
1: yes, Free Radical Design. Mm-hmm. I hear it's the original team. Reformed.
0: But a new developer can't... owned by Deep Silver.
2: But it's just Because like, the, the original developer is called Dambusters, and that's a That's also a Deep Silver, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So wait, is this like Dambusters team moving to Free Radical?
0: Uh, well, there's several people. Uh, several key figures from the original developer. Okay. Uh, so Deep Silver said the company would be headed up by Timesplit's co creators Steve Ellis and David Doak who okay. were the core team from the original of Free Radical Designs. Hey, David Dirk, of course, being the infamous Dr. Dirk from GoldenEye 007. So yeah, there's not a lot to go on yet. They've just said there's a new studio. They're making Timesplitters. They haven't started it yet, but it is happening. That's and great. Deep Silver will be uh, publishing. So, awesome. Uh, it's been a long time since the last Timesplitters.
2: How many years? Anyone, any idea? 16. Oof Jesus. I've got kids yucking that. It's not it's not good. <laughs> Crumbling to dust.
0: <laughs> um, did anyone find Time Splitters 2 in Homefront? Yes. You
2: did? Yes, because it was sent as part of the press pack for um Homefront. I don't understand why this was like a surprise.
1: Yeah, it was a big surprise, <laughs> like a few months ago, wasn't it? Someone found it. It was like, oh, is this an Easter egg? No one knew about.
2: Yeah, it was it was part of the like <laughs> we got it as part of the press. So I had the disc sent to me for Homefront Two to review, and it was part of the press pack. I <laughs> genuinely didn't know that this was like a big secret because it was it was announced at the time as well. So every press person would have got that same. As far as I yeah, maybe they just <laughs> no
1: one mentioned it in any review, and then you know a legend is born that
2: point, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I mentioned it in my review too. <laughs> Nobody
1: like made it.
2: it. I, I genuinely like. If I'm, I'm going to try and dig it out from the Wayback Machine, but it was that like, at the time, there was like a big deal about it. But to be fair, that game did get crucified at the, at the same time. So, um, yeah, which is a bit of a shame because mm. I really enjoyed that game.
0: Home from Revolution wasn't too bad at all.
2: No, it was just a bit buggy. Yeah, it launched it was stuttery on it, and there was yeah. save issues and things, but you know, it was basically Far Cry the city.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh right then. Let's talk about Zelda. What have Nintendo done now? Which is like another episode in the ongoing saga of Oh Nintendo.
2: I don't know this one. That this was on the list. I haven't got a clue what this is. <laughs> I I can win this one then.
1: Um I know what it is. Go, ahead, Toby. Uh, so they have locked behind a paywall the ability to fast travel um, basically you have a little amiibo that you can buy with the new re-release of Skyward Sword um, which looks like a loft wing with Princess Zelda mm-hmm. and it allows you to then be able to fast travel anytime, anywhere in the game which is even more than most fast travels do in most games um, so yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's it but it's $25,
0: $25. Yeah, this is a feature that was not in the original game so one of the things that people hate about Skyward Sword is that it takes a bloody age to get around it because you have to travel everywhere. And so what Nintendo have done, is go, right, okay, we can do time travel, but you have to spend time another travel. £25... Wow. Pound, uh, fast travel, sorry. <laughs> uh, but you have to spend another £25 pounds in order to do so.
1: Another £100 for the time travel version.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think I think we can call bullshit on this. Yeah.
1: Although I finished Skyward Sword at the time and I don't I've I sort of part of me's got very little sympathy for people who now want to fast travel it and then the other part of me is like I'm older now I wouldn't want to spend loads of time faffing around travelling everywhere so I'd really like a fast travel thanks. Um, so I'm a bit torn on that really.
2: Yeah. We really need to start calling more bullshit on Nintendo. I'm sorry they keep getting all these fucking free passes. Let's do it. Know, They keep killing, like, Mario's dead, right? They killed Mario. (laughs) They killed Mario, and now they're making people pay for a feature. We've we've redone the game, and we put in a feature, but you've got to pay us more to use it. It's like if Ubisoft did this, they'd be fucking raked over the coals. And they do, rightfully.
0: What is funny is Nintendo fans have rightfully gone off on Nintendo about this. Good. Nintendo don't give a fuck, obviously, because they're (laughs) Nintendo, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. But it's still sold out.
2: Of course it fucking has
0: the amiibo cannot be found anywhere
2: these people god damn these amiibos oh, god damn it do you mean if i buy this game maker like, i i would have to go on on like a, a reselling like ebay and find it secondhand in order to fast travel
1: mm. at this point yeah
2: are you fucking kidding is this going to be fucking unscrupulous people selling this thing for like 150 quid now <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's be like the PS5. You need to get this little loft wing, and it'll be, yeah, hundreds of pounds to get it.
0: Yeah, although at the time of recording, it is currently still available on Amazon for $29.99. So for an extra fiver, you can get it on Amazon.
2: But that means buying it from Amazon. <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong with Amazon apart from all their shady practices and the fact that they don't pay tax and the fact that they treat their workers poorly. Other than that, it's awesome.
2: All right, fake Amazon account. (laughs) (laughs) Did Amazon write this?
0: (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's currently the best selling thing on Amazon as well, um, which is just absolutely bonkers. What on Amazon's sort of gaming area? Okay, not (laughs) not the best selling thing on Amazon is an Amiibo. That would be a day. I really would. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I'm calling bullshit on that. No, yeah, yeah, and so you should because I I I worded that poorly. But uh, yeah, there you go. Nintendo, gun on Nintendo as ever, because they're just weird like that. Uh, right then, next up, Square Enix have a big old new franchise reaching three point five million players. What is that franchise? Final Fantasy. No, it's that's. I'm sure that's reached more players than that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's that game be... that we all played for a day. What was it's it? game we played It'll for It'll be one that game day. that we
0: haven't bothered with, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Not
1: we all... Second Extinction, Outriders.
2: Outriders!
0: We've all played it and we all got past the bit where we went, hang on a minute, this is a different game now, and then we all put it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> developers, People Can Fly's co-op-focused looter shooter, Outriders, has received a bit of a mixed critical reception and publisher Sky seem seemed ha- pretty happy with the public response. Saying that the game is poised to be the company's next big franchise that the 3.5 million unique players flocked to the experience in the first month.
1: They're probably absolutely loving it because they're comparing it to the Avengers.
2: Isn't this one Game Pass? It is, yeah. Yes. And only 3.5 million people <laughs> have played it. This
1: point. is it. They've got a low bar. They're setting an they've set an extremely low bar with Avengers. So anything looks good with Outriders.
2: Are they for real? Are they celebrating 3.5 million people? Like, I know the report, you know, about half the people will have bought it. So, but like, that's even worse. Well, <laughs> people are, are able to download this as part of a subscription. And there's something like, what, 10 million people on Game Pass now.
1: Mm-hmm. And- well, they've all done what we did. <laughs> They've demoed it for an hour or two and realised it's a really bit boring and janky. Oh,
2: the thing is, Square will be will be counting every single person that's ever logged in to mm. go to the screen and then got booted out because the servers were crashed. You know, <laughs> oh my God, well done, Square. Congratulations.
0: Well done, Square Enix for releasing something more successful than your Avengers game. Ish. With three point five million players. Now give us that. Sounds like Final Fantasy.
2: Yeah. Just, just Final Fantasy, fantasy already
0: yeah. Give it, just make Final Fantasy remakes for the rest of time, and everyone would be happy. Oh, that I would be happy. Yeah, right. Remake Final Fantasy six
1: VI and eight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Alright then, finally, who has just announced a summer game fest? It's Greg Miller. It's not Greg Miller. It's another fucking tall white asshole. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> No, specifically in the gaming space. And beginning with G as well. Yep. Jeff Keighley. Oh, that guy. That guy. That's, yep. what he, that's his
1: That's his name. Oh, that
0: guy. Oh, God. <laughs> and I go, yep. Jeff Keighley has announced a definitely not E3 Summer Game Fest event, which will broadcast on the 10th of June at 6pm UK time.
1: Two so whole it... massive days before E3.
0: Oh, yes. Taking part are... <clears throat> deep breath. 2K, Activision, Amazon Games, Anapurna Interactive, Bandai, Namco, Battlestick Games, Blizzard Entertainment, Capcom, Developer Digital, Detemu, Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts even, Epic Games, Finji, Frontier, Gearbox Publishing, hi Rest Studios, InnerSloth, Koch Media, Mediatonic, Tonic, yo PlayStation, Psyonix, Raw Fury, Riot Games, Saber Interactive, Sega, Steam, Square Enix, the Tribeca Festival for some reason, Tencent Games, Warner Brothers, Ubisoft, Wizards of the Coast, and Xbox. <gasps> So, there is a ton of stuff that's going to be announced at this thing, and it's, uh, yeah, it's for one day. World premiere. World premiere. <laughs> yeah, lots of that. <laughs>
1: I'll get sick of that by the end of it, but I do. I did enjoy it last year, even even with Greg, um, Greg Keely, Jeff Keeley um greg keely now i've just oh morphed God. them together into the no. worst person in the universe um
2: <laughs> dispose of those fly machines now do not let jeff keely and greg miller step into them together <laughs> no. don't let them come out the other end to me
1: their teeth will drop out and their skin and fingernails yeah absolutely um <laughs> i enjoyed it last year is what i'm saying um even with all its world premieres and stuff, it was it was a lot of fun to get hyped about a lot of things, um, and half of them have come out since then, you know, or at least a, a bunch. Um, we're waiting on a lot more stuff, though, aren't we? But now we've got a whole load of new stuff
0: we can listen, you know, and get hyped for next Indeed. week or week after. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it also has a musical performance from Weezer. Who? <laughs> Weezer. I know who Weezer are, but you know, are they still
1: around?
2: they they are around? Are you kidding?
1: Are they still around? (laughs) I don't think I've heard a song of theirs since Teenage Dirtbag.
2: Really? Yeah, really. (laughs) They did did some songs for the last... That's not Weezer.
1: That's not Weezer? That's (laughs) Weetus. That's (laughs) Weetus. Okay. What a Weezer, then.
2: What a Weezer? Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Oh, my God.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, this
1: is not my genre.
0: Clearly. Clearly, teenage dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in. That's kind of funny. Beverly Hills, <laughs> Beverly Hills, living in Beverly Hills.
1: Okay, that, that vaguely rings a bell. Those guys, okay, it's passing me by, I think, wow, seriously, yeah,
0: it's like this one is the... it the, the, this is where Toby gets told to leave
2: <laughs> uh, like uh, I'm sorry, just like weezer are one of the best garage bands of all time, like my sweater I will give beans. them
1: I'll give them a, a cold judging stare on uh, June the 10th and see if they are any good.
2: You should, before then, before then, <laughs> that you can enjoy the performance. Like as soon as this podcast is head to Spotify and play Jonas. You must
1: play Weezer for the rest of the week. Yes, yeah.
2: Yep. Okay. okay. Work accepted. There you go, okay. <laughs> I, want, I want this a report next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Get excited about Toby's impressions of Weezer on the week of that podcast Do you want me to do an impression of them? Go on him?:
1: No, no, next week, I don't even know anything yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got no. tickets to Iron Man <laughs> That's
1: the one, that's the one That's that other band that I thought they were
2: <laughs> oh, so, so
0: are Weezer still around? Uh, uh, yeah. N- yeah Yeah, they're Th- very cheap to buy I'd imagine if you want to play your party <laughs>
2: Okay. If if I hit, remember rightly, they did a gig because they got lots of different songs, but everyone kept just requesting um, Teenage Dirtbag. So they played it for something like Two hours straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: God, how it's awful. The- it's like being in Smash Mouth, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you've got other songs, but we just want to hear All Star. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's it, really. So, yeah, I want the weekend of the 10th of June, which will be We'll say the 13th of June will be our recording. Unless we're doing something else. But yeah, 13th of June, say I want a impression and a hardcore review of Weezer's performance at the summer game fest. Okay, cool. From Toby Anderson. Got it. (laughs) Nice. This is just I'll I'll try and sing it for you. I'll try (laughs) to sing one of their songs. Talking about music and soundtracks, then we are going to move on to our favorite things, which is the favorite soundtrack. So, guys. What is your favourite soundtracks from video games? We've all chosen one or two or three or Toby, probably four or five. And uh, there'll be one at the end really quickly, don't worry. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about our favourite soundtracks right about now. So, Sean, your favourite gaming soundtracks.
2: Okay, I've been deliberating, deliberating? Deliberating about this all day because I could not decide. And I decided that I'm going to tell you, when you asked me the question, my favorite album is and off the top of my head now i'm going to say hotline miami as in the Mm, combination of hotline miami one and two um because i was thinking doom the doom reboot soundtrack is phenomenal Mm -hmm. velocity 2x phenomenal Uh, horizon zero dawn phenomenal but no it's going to be hotline miami as as the combination of the first two game soundtracks um those songs are an absolute vibe among themselves they um are both um unknown enough to be like synonymous with that game now you hear one of those songs and you go i kill people to that song <laughs> and um they are like catchy enough to be like absolute bangers like some of the moon tracks on there i think it was like paris or another one but they're just absolute crackers and um yeah that soundtrack i could quite listen listen to that any day like i was listening to it earlier i was trying to decide on whether to go with this or to go with um uh, fury uh, i don't know if you remember that game that had the carpenter brute into the soundtrack um but yeah this it the hotline and, da- and danger and danger, danger. Yeah, yeah sorry it's just it's an absolute cracking soundtrack um but what, one thing I do want to shout out: I have never played this game. I have never played. Um, I think it's called Bone Totem, but the the soundtrack to the game to, to the game is actually called. But it's called Bone Tones, and it's brilliant, and uh, that's that deserves a shout out. But yeah, it is Hotline Miami, and no one should. No one should play that game without the music on because it really does set the tone for the entire game. It's weird and wonderful and wacky, and full of tempo. And it just makes you want to go out and kill people with a mask on. You know? And that's what all game soundtracks should do. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't, but it it should make you feel that way. Just a little disclaimer. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Toby? Uh, So, you're absolutely right. I could have picked, you know, a dozen uh, for this. Um, So, very quick runners-up. FTL soundtrack... The recent Final Fantasy 7 remake soundtrack, Jet Set Radio, was a massive thing in my childhood as a soundtrack. Amazing, amazing soundtrack. And I totally agree with Hotline Miami. Uh, but my my two choices are um, Celeste by Lena Rain um, and Hyperlight Drifter or Fez, whichever one you, you fancy from Disaster Peace. Um Those are my two absolute favourite soundtracks of. Probably the last decade or two um, of any video game. They, if, if take take um, Hyperlight Drifter and Fez for a second. So, disaster piece is this just incredible composer. Started out with like really like speed metal chip tune stuff, um, and then got all orchestral and all really interesting with his sort of backwards warped Game Boy sounds. And it started with lots of chip tune things, but then it's morphed into this just incredibly unique sound that um totally, totally unique way of crafting sound as well. Um, and he's he's made the the Fez and the Hyperlight Drifter soundtracks into just just incredible things to listen to in their own right. There's no need for the games necessarily, but they are great games. Those soundtracks can stand alone as pieces of just art, like sound art. Um, I listen to them constantly. I have them on on a list of um, on a playlist of tracks that I listen to when I'm doing my writing or writing reviews or writing my novels. It's um it's just perfect, sort of somewhere between you know tranquil and epic and ambient and rock, and it's just all of it all at once and just totally unique at the same time. Um and then uh, recently in the in the last few years um lena rain is a recent composer who um, teamed up with the team who made uh, celeste and her soundtrack for celeste is just this melodic amazing creation it it's so again just so unique just so full of weird chip tuney noises um which is definitely my my bag but it's it's just wonderfully evocative there is there is sound and themes used in there that that will never you'll you'll never think of a different game when you're listening to it you'll think that's this one soundtrack i've never heard those sounds before i've never heard them composed that way before um and she she's now doing stuff where she's um creating uh, whole like fictionalized languages for songs and and she's getting commissioned for you know all sorts of other um Soundtracks and video games and things um, off the back of Celeste. Um, also, that that team's making another game now, which she's going to be doing a proper sort of open, whatever it is, a sort of fantasy open world thing for for them with that. Um, and I just can't wait. I think those Hyperlight Drifter, Fez and Celeste are just like indie soundtrack beauties that have that have so, like solidified indie gaming as being, you know. Sound art is probably the
2: best way to put it. Absolutely. You know, Resurrections from the Celeste soundtrack. The nine-minute absolute banger. Oh, yeah. It starts off at like do 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 and then like halfway through turns into like a dance track and then goes back to being melodic again. That is that is an epic song.
1: Like they are composed in the way that they used to compose things like back in the 70s with like progressive rock it's it's that kind of pink floyd camel like that kind of progressive rock stuff that got all orchestral in the late 70s it's totally being done by disaster peace and lena rain and, and a few other people in in the indie space
2: yeah the all of sound stuff in it it's like a return to those design days for sound where mm. you know it's not uh chorus verse chorus verse bridge verse and it's not any no, of that. It tells it's... a
1: story with sound. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. What about you,
0: Russ? Mm. I mean, I'm I'm not sure, and I'm really struggling. I have done since um, the topic came up. I have so many. You mentioned a couple that I love. Um, the recent Final Fantasy VII Remake soundtrack is amazing. Horizon Zero Dawn. It's just superb. It just gives me chills whenever I hear it. Um, I mean, going back, I love, we talked about it briefly earlier on Slack, but I love the Sonic Adventure soundtrack. It's so dumb and daft and ridiculous and over the top as Sonic Adventure is, Um, but it stays in my head. It has done my entire life. Um, The soundtrack to Sonic 2, way back on the Mega Drive, the Sonic 3 soundtrack is, you know, it's infamous um, for its kind of connections to Michael Jackson and stuff. And those songs stay with me as well for a variety of different reasons. But I think I'm going to have to go with The Last of Us. Um, either one, really. and yeah, are done by the same composer. Whose name I know, but I cannot pronounce. So I'm not going to try. If either of you guys want to give it a go, go ahead. But yeah, it's very... I love how simple it is. I love that it's, it's primarily an acoustic guitar with not really an awful lot else and the power that that creates especially in a world that's so broken and so desolate the contrast of it is kind of kind of spine tingling really and it makes makes exploring that world very unsettling because the music is so so calm and so peaceful and yet the world is so dangerous and so horrific kind of around every corner and there's so much of that game that is elevated either game really is elevated because of the music particularly um i won't go into it but the ending of the last of us part two and the music that kicks in in those moments is just it's just kind of astonishing really and the fact that even when the game isn't using a soundtrack and when it's using just the pure sounds of the world it feels it feels immersive and that the music drags you in that much more. And you can always tell like that, that acoustic guitar theme of the last of us. It's difficult to portray acoustic guitar in a voice, but you kind of know that's the last of us. And so when that kicked in at the end of the very first trailer for the last of us part two, it was like, Oh man, I'm back in that world again. Almost, almost instantly. And I just I I appreciate its kind of simplicity, not in its not in its complexity, because it's the the playing of it is astonishing. But its simplicity in the fact that it's there's not a lot else other than acoustic guitar, some electric guitar in there as well, but very little. And it's um yeah it's beautiful. So I think above all, I think that's probably my favorite soundtrack of all time.
2: I think they need to play this game, don't they?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how we end every conversation with The Last of Us, isn't
2: it? I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I
0: haven't played it yet.
2: But yeah, the music is wonderful. Would you like to go through the rest of the team's nominations for this? Uh,
0: Yes. So, uh, Greg, who couldn't join us tonight, went for Shadow of the Colossus, um, which is a great shout. Uh, Presuming he means the new one and the original. Um, Andy, Streets of Rage 2 which i thought was a great shout because that music's fantastic and paul went for destiny
2: paul's greedy though because he went for another one of super castlevania 4 because <laughs> of course i'm you know pick the most random game he could possibly find and
1: yeah <laughs> is that up to the game up to the minute game knowledge there <laughs> super castlevania 4
0: <laughs> yeah so you know it's just nice there's a nice range of different uh, music and uh, we reached out on twitter and um, i'll just throw one in which caught my eye which is from um, at Jambags underscore UK. And he said, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture by Jessica Curry. I am so on board with this. If you haven't played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, firstly play it because it's incredible. But the the soundtrack is just astonishing. as it's, it's very, uh, what's the word? It's very operatic. There's lots of choirs. It's very choral. choral. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it um, it kind of fits that world very very well. Highly highly recommended. So great shout there, Jam Bags, which isn't a sentence I ever thought I'd say.
2: Our, our new team member Kat, also had a suggestion. Yes. Life is strange before the storm. Indeed. That is a good shout. I haven't heard the music from this, so quite a lot of the game is based around music because um, uh, it. So the lead characters like in the music goes to gigs and things and it is a very musically uh orientated game so yeah i can see why you'd pick that also mm-hmm. the life the, that you know the whole life of strange series has absolutely brilliant music like life of strange Two, the uh the acoustic guitar that goes with that pretty much the entirety is is awesome too so great series for music
0: yeah tell me why it also has great music yeah um music is a very do you think it's an underappreciated part of the industry
2: yeah I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of those things that
2: that that i it 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 irritates me when people don't don't when people say you could just change you know they sit there and they they play like rap music over when they're playing a game or something you know you see these guys they got you know the radio on while they're playing a game Mm -hmm. music sets the tone and obviously you know so many games have brilliant soundtracks but any game you know any game with music sets the tone and you can tell when 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 music isn't setting a good tone because you're less immersed in the experience and yeah. sometimes it's the lack of music that does things you know like in certain games like in horror games when things are quiet you know and and this is one of the things you get with horror games where um, where there is no music there is often danger music often means you are in a safe zone like, you know, the save rooms, for example, in Resident Evil and things. And, you know, in, in some of the halls, music means you're safe. And then, obviously, sometimes it doesn't when it's, <laughs> it gets upbeat. <laughs> but, you know, music is such an integral part of video games, and it, it you know, we it, it definitely needs to be more appreciated than it is. Because it, yeah. it could completely change the tone, the tone of a game.
1: I'll, I'll buy a game completely dependent on a composer. So, the ones I mentioned, if they score a game from now on, I'll play that game just just for the music.
2: Oh yeah, mm.
1: you know th- th- there are certain composers I will now follow. You know the, the guy who did Jet Set Radio, um, Nakamura um, Hideki Nakamura. If he ever does new stuff, I'm always there to play it just because he's done the music.
2: Yeah, I, I bought Crypt of the Necrodancer based on the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like I and what's it? Yeah. Baranovsky.
0: Is that right? It is. I
1: can't remember if that's exactly how you pronounce that surname. But yeah, yeah, he's good too. like him.
0: Mm. I could be reading with this one, but Classic FM do have a video game music show called High Score, uh, which is presented by Elmir Noon on Saturdays. And it's awesome because it's just video game music um, for a couple hours. Mm, that's cool. And um, yeah, highly recommend that. Go check it out on Classic FM if you can. Uh, it's nice to see places like Classic FM kind of uh, look at video games for their music because, um, like I said, it's an underappreciated part of the art form. I think.
2: Yeah, and um, we, we we interviewed a guy a long time ago, didn't we? No, I think it was was it from I can't remember which website. Oh, yeah,
0: it was it. Uh, it was Mark Robbins, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and um, you know it's it's amazing how a lot of these classically trained musicians are now turning to video games for their primary source of income because mm. you know they, they can't they can't make the cash from actually selling albums but video game music is flying off the shelves so it's you know it's brilliant
0: yeah
1: i know one i've forgotten to mention deus ex human revolution yeah mm. that soundtrack was incredible
2: you know i didn't really get on with it but you know
1: to <sighs> each their own. i listened to i listened to it over and over again it's the same it went into my um you know regular list of writing music
2: um, yeah. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> right then, let's move on to our recommendations of the week, which is where we see something that we've seen this week, whether it be a game, a movie trailer, or a book, a comic book, or anything. And we uh, we let you know about it. Some, something to search for next week. So, uh, who shall I go for toy what's your recommendation this week?
1: Um, I was struggling for one this week, but I realised that I'd finished um, a TV series and that uh, it had actually been really good. So, Um, Invincible on Amazon Prime Oh
0: mate, yes Highly, highly agree Okay, good So
1: Invincible I can't tell you much without spoiling things So I'll be very, very light on what the plot is But um, a a boy A teenage boy comes into his superpowers um, His dad's a superhero um, It's it's Ultra violent uh, The boys type Sort of, you know, superhero story um and yeah there's this an uh, a thing happens in the first episode which will color your you know your your the way you approach the entire thing from that point onwards which completely changes the entire plot it's really really interesting i've never seen it in any other place um in any other comic book story and um yeah it's just the ramifications of that wonderful plot change that that happens in uh, in episode 1 um and yeah the whole thing is just great it's a great set of character building it's a it's you know relatively well animated it's not like the best thing you've you've ever seen animated but it is it's nice um really good cast really well put together story yeah i i really enjoyed it from from beginning to end i know ross didn't you like binge the entire thing in a day
2: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah well there you go that's a good recommendation as well
0: yeah i couldn't turn it off it was um i didn't realize each episode was like 45 minutes long but
1: took me a yeah. week or so, but it was, was really good.
0: I was well into it. Um, God that last episode, man fuck me um,
1: <laughs> and, and totally there's you know, there can be more seasons, which is great.
0: yeah I'm not going spoil, uh, spoiling anything I'm not going to spoil anything but I just want your reaction to um, the train in the final episode
1: <laughs> uh, there's a disgusting scene with a train
0: <laughs> We're not going to talk any more about it, but fuck.
1: You. I think it's become a bit of a meme, so yeah. Um, but it, don't don't go spoiling it for yourself. Um, don't look online about anything else about Invincible except for maybe the very first trailer. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, give it a go. But it's like it's like that thing where you watch Game of Thrones, and at the end of the season one, you get this massive, massive plot change, and you're like, "Whoa, hold on yeah. a minute, you can't do that." <laughs> it's like that in episode one. You're just like, "Oh, okay, this is different. It's really interesting."
0: Absolutely. And it's on Amazon Prime, isn't it? Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I highly concur with
2: that recommendation. Uh, Sean Davies? So my recommendation is a game called The World After. So this game is a sci-fi pointing-click adventure that's also an FMV game. It was made during the pandemic in the French countryside. And it's it's basically some it's like a, a cross between a mystery game and a sci-fi um, FMV. It's it's really odd. I'm I've finished it once already. I'm going to play it back again because I'm really interested in seeing. But basically, it's like a traditional point and click. As in, you see a character on screen and you can click around the screen, but it's all video. So and and. The combination of like the French countryside, which I, I don't know, you know, if you guys have ever been there, but it is a beautiful part of the world. You know, it's like there's a lot of wilderness. Everything's overgrown. You know, the buildings look just like ripped out of a fairy tale. And then, you know, you've got this sci-fi element, which is just the two things that don't normally ever go together. But, you know, in this in this game, it's, it's really well done. Um, and it revolves around a pandemic in the future. So the one that we've just been through or, or continue to cook or continuing to exit is the first pandemic. And this, this game is set during lockdown of another one. And yeah, it's interesting. It's got a very interesting cool. plot, which I uh, think other, more people should experience. It's not really been given at a lot of press. So uh go and give it a look. It's on steam. I think it's like 12 quid. Uh So it's worth a look. Nice. What's your recommendation?
0: Uh, my recommendation is Knockout City. I've been playing that a fair bit this week. Um, and it's available on Game Pass. It's also free on PS4, free on Switch, free on Steam. You can upgrade if you want to, but so far, it's free as a bird. And you know what? It's alright. It's a dodgeball game, essentially. Um, it's kind of a dodgeball game set in the future. And all you've got to do is knock out your opponents and that's it <laughs> it's it's it, it's really quite fun uh, the the levels aren't too big so you can't really lose your your players which is nice there's a lot of tactical play involved you've got to kind of uh, what's the word um load up your balls i guess that sounds weird but you've got to load up your 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 dodgeballs um, and you've got to catch them you've got to throw them back uh, you've got to make sure that you have enough on you in order to attack it's, um, yeah, it's a lot more kind of, um, there's, there's more depth to it than I was expecting. And it's a lot of fun. And it's another one of those games that we should all play, but I know we never will. But... There's a lot
1: more depth to it than I was expecting. And load up your balls, both titles of your sex tank.
0: Yes. Um, just let me just write that down.
1: <laughs> add not it to a lot my ideas you're expecting. I thought it was great I was just cackling away on mute then <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry oh Jesus uh, but yeah um, Knockout City is um, yeah it plunges deeper than you would imagine <laughs> uh, so yeah oh, on I was on mute this time yeah it's a really? good laugh
1: cool I want to check it out actually um it, uh, sport game, sports games don't generally interest me, but when they're sort of future sports, sometimes.
0: You want to check out an online multiplayer sports game?
1: Well, if it's a future sport, it can be a little bit more interesting.
0: What's futuristic about dodgeball? Yeah, but it's dodgeball in the future.
1: Oh, Like If they, sorry.
2: If they made, if they made <laughs>
1: like Jesus soccer in the future, I might be more interested in soccer as well.
2: Why would you be more interested in soccer?
1: If it was a kind of weird future soccer.
2: Uh, I can't wait for FIFA 2022 to be all about sci-fi. And you'd be like, that's nah, bollocks. Well, it might
1: well be bollocks. <laughs> but Final Fantasy makes, you know, soccer in a swimming pool the way you float underwater and I'm all oh, over it for years. let's
2: Blitz, wank and you know it is. <laughs> Blitzpool is wank, but I still
1: played too much of it.
2: Yeah, we all did. <laughs> Wacker. It is crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, sorry, Okay.
0: Guys. I think you need to play Mario Strikers. Okay, Because the Mario football games are fantastic, and they're futuristic.
2: Mario's dead. We can't can't play Mario.
0: All all Mario games have been deleted from existence. Yeah, sorry about that. I've also just been
1: listening to a lot of Weezer.
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm a real big fan of that I'm a massive fan of Weezer now. (laughs) Now I'm a huge Weezer fan.
1: (laughs) No, um, I'm not sure it's for me, Um, but some of them sound all right.
0: You've been listening to Weezer while we've been podcasting.
1: I just listened to a couple of little little 30-second intros and things. All the wow. good ones, or I Need Some of That, they sounded all right. But um, Buddy Holly didn't sound very good. I didn't like the sound of that one very much. What? I don't know, it sounded really boring. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: but there's, there's other
1: ones that were good. Oh, so, my, you know. my,
0: oh my teenage emo heart.
1: This is it. It sounds a bit teenage emo. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the trouble That's with because it. it was. That's the yeah. era they're from. I
2: think I moved on from this when I left uni. <laughs> yeah, you kid yourself. Um, get, get the Blue Album on and just start it and don't skip another song and you'll be fine.
1: Blue Album. Yeah, okay. That's the one with my bloody Holly on it. Yes. <laughs> All right.
2: By joke, I'll give by it I a go
1: tomorrow while I'm meant to be working.
0: Good, Good money. Uh, before you go, though, why not uh, tell us the best games that are coming out this week?
1: All right. Uh, so coming out on May 25th, uh, which is the day this goes live, King of Seas is coming to PS4 and PC, um, and the review will follow shortly. Shin Megami Tensei 3 is being re-released um, on PS4 and Switch as an HD remaster. And Bio Mutant, that game that I roved about at the beginning, um, that is coming to PC, PS4 and Xbox One um, with some upscaling to Xbox Series X, but not to PS5, is that right, Sean? Um, And that is coming out on the 25th as well.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, On May 27th, uh, Pathway is coming to Switch. Again, I mention it because we've got a review uh, coming on the same day, or even a day or two before that actually. Um, On May 28th, Song of Horror, comes to PS4 and Xbox One, and also Beautiful Desolation, which, again, another one that we've got a review coming for, which is coming to PS4 and Switch on May 28th. And then everything gets a bit wishy-washy at the end of the month until the 1st of, the, the of
0: June, when there's more games coming out again. So that's my whole list. All right. Thank you very much. Um, I should stress the King of Seas is also coming out on Xbox and Switch, and the review is available now. Apologies. Sorry, I just said that at the start of the podcast, so <laughs> it's fine. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Too busy listening to Weezer. I was wheezing. Yeah, I was am <laughs> <I was wheezy. laughs>
0: <laughs> just a teenager. <laughs> no, that's the wrong me. Band.
2: <laughs> I'll
1: go and listen to that if you're not careful.
0: Yeah, you should. Weezer, sir, underappreciated. Um, their version of a little respect is really good. I think I was
1: aware of Wheatus, where I was just not aware of Weezer. (laughs) Somehow it's escaped me
0: completely. That's fair. Uh, Right, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring an end to this week's podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can just head to the link tree in the description below. If you want to follow all of us individually, you can find our handles, our Twitter handles, in the description below. Also, if you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny we'll be back next week with more finger guns gaming goodness and there may or may not be some new voices on here next week we shall see but until then it is goodbye from toby anderson sayonara goodbye from mr sean davies toodles and it's goodbye from me we'll see you next time on the think guns podcast